This is session two now on Ephesians 3, 7 to 13. And you remember in the first session, we stepped back and just looked at the entire flow of thought here. And I said that I would come back and take it a verse at a time. So the focus in this session will be on that first unit that I circled like this. And I stopped here, remember, I said, because this ministry of Paul's apostleship has these two purposes. So our focus is here. Of this gospel, I was made a minister. We'll come back to this in just a minute. According to the gift of God's grace. So Paul regards his becoming a servant of the gospel, an apostle, a preacher, as a working, a gift, a free gift to him. He was a, he was a killer of Christians, persecutor of the church, and God simply stepped in on the Damascus Road and says, No more, Paul, you're mine, and gave him the gift of grace which was given to me by the, indeed, working of his power. That was a powerful moment. It was no turning away. To me, though I am the very least, indeed you were, Paul. And he explains that. We'll look at it in a minute. Of all the saints, as one who persecuted the very church of God and killed Christians and persecuted Jesus, this grace was given. So the focus here is on Paul's ministry in the gospel as a gift of grace through much power. And remember back in verse 2 it says assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. The reason Paul is explaining everything in terms of his calling for them is that the issue here is that he, he is thinking, I've just told them I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and that could cause them to lose heart. I need to explain everything I've been saying in relation to my own personal ministry to them so that when I get to the end of this unit, I can say, so I ask you not to lose heart. So, Father, as we try to understand this first section of this paragraph, grant, I pray, that we would discern what the gospel is, what, what grace is in making Paul an apostle, and what power it took to do that for him and keep him faithful all those years. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So first, just let's be sure we get this. There are a lot of people who try to make the gospel mean something because they speak in generalities rather than in specificities. And I don't want us to do that here. I want you to, to put a meaning on the word gospel here that flows from the context. So it says this gospel, because he has just referred to it, right? This is the preceding paragraph. This mystery is that Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So when it says through 
the gospel, Jew and Gentile were made partakers of the same promise. What does that mean? Through the gospel. And we saw in the preceding unit, it means this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, you Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood. That's what it means. Through the gospel means you were brought near, you Gentiles were brought near by the blood of Christ. Or, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh. So his blood was spilled, his flesh was torn. In his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility was broken down by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross. So there we have by the blood, in the flesh, through the cross. That's Paul's summary of this gospel. Or here at the end of verses 1 to 6, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise through the gospel, through the blood, through the flesh torn, through the cross, the instrument of execution. The cross is not a way of naturally dying. It's a way of being punished, being killed. Christ died on a cross because he was taking our place and bearing our crucifixion. So there's the heart of the matter when it says, of this blood-shedding, flesh-torn crucifixion gospel that took the place of sinners who deserved the wrath of God and made it possible for them to be children of God from all eternity and now wrought out in Christ. That's the gospel I was made a minister of. And it was a gift of grace that I was made a minister of this. Oh my, was it indeed. Look, look at Paul's testimony here in 1 Timothy 1.12. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though I formerly was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with faith and love. In other words, the only reason I could trust him and love him and love people is because of sovereign grace that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Because what? I'm a blasphemer, persecutor, an insolent opponent. That's what he means by I became a minister according to the gift of God's grace. He never could get over it. And that grace came to him by the working of power, God's power. Paul knew it took power to get him saved. It was, remember, from chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, a resurrection 
God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, I, Paul, the worst of sinners, even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive. That's power, according to chapter 1, verse 19, which Paul prays that they would all understand. And that's what we should pray right now, those of us who are Christians. Oh, God, enable me to understand what divine power it took to raise me from the dead. And then that grace keeps him going in his apostolic ministry in prison. By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked. That's what God's grace does. God's grace is the uh, cause of the miracle, and our working is the acting of the miracle. I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So the point is, grace got him saved, and grace kept him going. And now power. Remember, he said, this was given to me by the working of power. Power to be saved, and power to keep ministering. For I will not, this is Romans fifteen eighteen. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. He knew that his calling to be an apostle had to be from powerful grace at the beginning, and it had to be from powerful grace all the way along to finish his ministry. One more text. Colossians 1. Him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling. Oh, how I work with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So, come back to this initial verse in our text of the gospel, of the shed blood of Jesus, bearing our sins on the cross, forgiving our sins. I was made a minister, a steward. It's my job to spend the rest of my life making this plain and heralding this everywhere I go for the sake of nations, the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And all of that accords with God's grace, because it was grace that gave me this ministry. And it took power, infinite divine power, to get me saved and to keep me going, and so it is with all of us. To me, though I am the very least deserving, and surely he threw that in because he wants these Gentiles to know that even though he's speaking to them as a Jew, and the Jews are those through whom salvation comes, he's saying, no, actually, even though I had this enormous privilege of being a Jewish person, I squandered it and became the worst of sinners by persecuting the Messiah. 
and so you Gentiles are not in a class any worse than I am. I am the very least of all the saints. This grace to minister you was given. I'm not operating from a position above you, lording it over you. In a sense, I'm operating from a position under you as the worst of sinners and yet graced for these purposes now that we'll look at next time.